0: Welcome to another episode of The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan, and I'm joined today by three members of the Cutting Heads Collective: uh, Ross, Justin, and Cayman. How's it going, guys? How's it going, man? How are you going, man? Thank you. <laughs> That's not, I, I like when you know bands ask a question on stage. How is everybody doing? And everyone is just like, yeah. And like, I, I wish people were like. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm yeah, fine, thanks. Yeah, I had a fine day. Having you been know? a pretty
1: good day here to see a band you might have heard of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so we're going to talk today about the Cutting Heads Collective, which is a, a new kind of project that you guys are involved in. So, right. uh, Cayman, I guess, do you want to uh, maybe explain a little bit about where the idea
2: came from? Um, well, the idea came from, I think it was just kind of a few people who kind of also some people just kind of loosely knew each other some people who were kind of better friends it's kind of just a group of kind of linked people in the city that are kind of were just into beats and into hip-hop and kind of i know it was kind of maybe brought forward by maybe justin and ross and some other people kind of instigated that just a kind of a frustration or a kind of an annoyance at not being able to play kind of straight up beat related hip hop sets things like that you know when there was everyone was into it there was kind of gigs that were happening and more and more interest seemed to be shown mm. and kind of out of kind of a a want and a love and also kind of a frustration that it wasn't being shown kind of people were just kind of invited together through Basically, a Facebook messaging group. Yeah, uh, that message group is it, still like
3: the core. Of <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: that's where everything is decided. Just sending each other music
0: and stuff.
3: Um, well, no, just as in just bitching about, <laughs> about things. Not bitching, but um, It'd just all the organization. Bit bitching. Some yeah. bitching, but yeah, uh, <laughs> like it's just the organization of the gigs and everything to do with the collective really, pretty yeah, much ha- happens through that, Facebook, that Facebook conversation. <laughs> yeah.
1: I yeah. think they've being a kind of a. Bit of a moment in the city where there'd been a few different gigs happening and things like that and like a lot of us had pushed different events ourselves um and like i know it was a justin spec fiction declan and a few of those heads Mm. had all been doing a few things together and got together and yeah just started messaging everybody and i think we all saw that maybe there was a bit more of a demand for hip-hop in cork these days it kind of died off with the last few years definitely but Mm. um as attendance started going up i think we all just kind of figured it'd be good to push under one name to be able to get a better reach than just their own individual solo projects or whatever you know right yeah. so
0: so is um are all of those uh different strands going to continue or are you going to kind of just mesh them into the cutting heads collective and let them kind of not die out but kind of
3: like, not uh, I th- for me with the hobo convention i'm kind of happy enough to let that go and let um cutting heads be the focus but um not everyone in the group feels that way they want to keep yeah. up their own projects it's Which kind is of
2: what's perfect. good as well is that there is that different influence from everyone you know you have you know people like jonesy still doing his rise up you have, of course yeah. uh shiv does subsession there's you know there's people involved in kind of different aspects and different types of music and push different genres but you know so you always have that influence as well that it's you know coming in from other angles and other people have, i think it's a good thing for people to keep going with their other projects and things i think, as well. definitely
1: i think that influence is important as it's a hip-hop thing i mean when you look at the the roots hip-hop and everything especially like it's it's getting influence from a lot of different genres historically yeah so for the kind of the modern era of it within cork to having various promoters and djs and stuff coming together that have different influences themselves and bringing their taste of it to the table it allows it to be a lot more of an an, an open environment for it rather than just being one of our own interpretation of what people want out of it you know yes. kind of it yeah. really makes it different every single gig that we do it's it's different djs and different sounds and coming from a very different point of view on it right yeah.
0: is it is it kind of a new day, new djs
1: coming through as well there are yeah Rusty yeah I'm, I'm having my first ever <laughs> dj set soon enough tomorrow um i'm by no means a dj but i've been collecting vinyl for a while so I'm gonna go down and spin some records Oh, um, okay, right. I, I just kind of presumed
0: that um, all the guys in uh, Cutting Heads Collective were DJs. It's obviously no,
3: wrong. like, um, there's a lot of kind of designers, there's promoters, there's uh, media people, there's all sorts. like. So yeah. I, I mean, if anyone within the collective wants to DJ, that option is there for them. Like, you don't have to be super experienced or whatever. I mean, we well, have some incredible DJs. We're not a DJ collective. We're kind no, of, we're kind okay. of a collective
2: of music related people yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. so you're all just kind of uh just gonna let it play out and see where it goes sort of thing
1: pretty much organized chaos i think is the (laughs) best way to describe it yeah
0: Yeah. um do you want to explain the name a little bit because i I was looking at your on your facebook earlier yeah it um it's a blues term cutting heads it's like if um
3: it's almost like a battle between musicians you know um and yeah, if you were just killing a guy with your performance or whatever, you'd be head cutting. And I thought that
1: kind of applied to what we do, I guess. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'd gone through a couple of different ideas for names and things, and nothing that really seemed to to fit. I think, but uh, once the once cutting heads got dropped, I think everybody was pretty happy with it and pretty yeah. psyched yeah. on yeah. the. It's kind of badass to like, cut. <laughs> it out, you know what I mean? It's that aggressive kind of hip hop.
3: Vibe, yeah <laughs> i like it <laughs> it, it,
0: it is kind of like um like uh hip-hop battle though, or a rap battle isn't it
3: sure a dj battle or a break in battle or it's kind of um yeah i, I i've never heard that term like head cutting for a, a hip-hop or a rap battle but um yeah it translates it definitely mm-hmm. translates mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a
1: nice statement as well i mean that being hip-hop and cork over the years and stuff and i think some of the things that we would have pushed uh would be a bit more kind of maybe 90s era and a bit laid back and things because mm-hmm. you can't really get away with more aggressive hip hop and things like that as well a lot of venues don't really support that or aren't really don't really want their their audience to hear that yeah. so with cutting heads it's very much a statement that this is us doing what we want on our own terms and trying to push it musically whether it is aggressive or whether it is the laid back style but it's us saying that it's our music it's our terms and yeah. um, it's kind of we won't be we won't be selling out for lack of a better term with it. You know, it's, it's going to yeah. try and stay pure to what the mission is with it.
3: Yeah. It was great. Like even when we approached urban jungle and they were like, do you want the Fridays? We we're like, no, we want the Thursdays, but you're going to leave us alone. And we get to get as weird as we want to. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's nice. And they totally supported that. And they still want to give us a Friday. But yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I don't
3: know.
0: Um, well, what do you mean by uh, aggressive hip hop? Just kind of like gangster rap, or uh,
1: not necessarily? But I think like some of the stuff that we would listen to isn't very music friendly for your average Saturday night crowd in and in a pub that they're going there just for general music. They're going for a general night out. Um, yeah. So whereas with the cutting edge thing, if people are coming to it, they're they're coming kind of knowing that they're in for anything and everything. And again, I'm not saying
2: that everything is aggressive. It can be the most laid back yeah, peace and of. love stuff in the world, like. Yeah. Aggressive and/or left field, you know, just kind of a bit, you know, different things that you wouldn't usually get to hear in some of it's definitely or aggressive, or oh, some of it's hell yeah. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I just don't want to make a statement that it's all that no, way, like, like you, you know, it's gangster gangster not, rap yeah, we're not collective <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> not yet, not yet, no,
2: just need some. We tea. wear
0: that hat
3: every now and again, but
0: uh. <laughs> um, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the the history of like how you got together, sort of thing, or how you're like like, uh project your own project started i mean i'm not too familiar with you know like the core hip-hop scene going back too far yeah
3: i mean like me and ross have known each other for a long time we would have worked together through lifestyle stuff like that um so uh, yeah i think for me like the actual collective started with the this side up gig that we did in fred's and it was just like way more people than we expected to come i was like that was something that me and spec put together so and it was at that gig declan carey kind of came up to me he used to run one of the lads who was running like or kaboogie up in dublin which is kind of an important uh hip-hop beat electronic bass night that was running dublin for a long time and he was like oh this night was unreal i want to get involved or whatever so we were like yeah let's get him involved and then we did the naive tag gig and Mike McGraw Bryan got involved. That was like the bones of a collective and I was like, let's not stop here, let's just bring more people on, you know. Yeah. Power in numbers and I knew uh Cayman who was doing some awesome stuff up in uh,
2: Limerick yeah, he'd I, recently I'm moved much to a blowing. So uh <laughs> yeah, but oh, uh, so I'm only living here maybe like eight months or so. But uh, I ran uh and myself and actually my name is John, who's our guest on Saturday for our lunch. Uh, another friend of mine, Peter Curtin, we ran a hip hop festival in Limerick as part of the city of culture. And I kinda worked for a venue up there and kind of been promoting for a while. But uh it was kinda after that, kinda that was in October. I moved here in January then. So I was kind of um just kinda eager to get involved with something down here that, you know, I was into and then this kinda just sprang up. You know, I was going right, to the yeah. gigs that Justin was just talking about and I was kinda like, This is great. I just kinda want to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing kinda just came to fruition and no, I'm into it. It's great.
0: <laughs> I, I was talking to um Steve Ryan from Give a Man a Kick and he's heavily in, uh, over the weekend and he's heavily involved with um kind of mu- the music scene up in Limerick and very various strands of it and I was he was just talking about how uh uh how much is going on there. Like you have the likes of Give, um My Name is John and yeah. the Russ Ganos and stuff. It yeah. Sounds like it's uh it's really coming together at the moment.
2: Yeah. In Limerick over the like last year, uh was kind of a big kind of shifting point in I think because it, lots of venues kind of died out kind of previously maybe two or three years ago kind of closed. The likes there was of bakers and the, like one the next bakers, baker, yeah, chicken. They were kind chicken, of they were kind of the you know the place to go like they were your only place to go to kind of hear different things and uh, they that losing that was kind of a big hit to the city but um over the kind of city of culture year when there was a bit of fun and a bit of money and loads of projects just. You'd make a move festival you things like that they got a massive you know there's a hip hop festival in Limerick they got massive crowds yeah. things like that Um, yeah so now there is a real energy and vibrancy back in Limerick which which again I'm also you know you get that in Cork now as well there seems to be especially with what we're doing and other gigs I've seen popping up mm. people doing great stuff and there just seems to be kind of and energy back in the irish music scene i
1: think yeah. like yeah. a lot of what was going on in limerick kind of inspired us up in cork as well i mean big
2: time every time
1: we'd be at a gig or stuff or if we we're traveling and chatting to some of the lads from down that way like uh deviance living down there my name is john and stuff and we'd always just be going like man how how the hell are you guys getting all of these gigs on like it's it kind of got to a stage where when in hip-hop actors come coming to ireland they were doing dublin belfast galway limerick cork got cut out mm. and just you know numbers had dropped off in gigs and things so when we saw how progressive limerick was with everything like me and justin i know i know anytime we saw each other at gigs we'd always be kind of putting the heads together after a couple of beers and trying to figure out uh how to solve the world hunger hip hop, kind of <laughs> but never really getting anywhere yeah. with the mission but um so i think that definitely gave us a bit of impetus to to push forward and try and figure out what we can do to to push things which i think the cutting heads is a bit of a result of those many conversations and between everybody within the cork scene everyone always had those little conversations yeah
0: yeah like uh you're talking about um not just sitting around talking about doing it you know actually talking about it and then doing it like actually following through on that sort
2: of thing yeah yeah Yeah. which was another thing i think that that kind of that facebook message is great for it was just (laughs) kind of just like got together and then just like you could see how strongly everyone was into it and really actually wanted something to happen and then that really and then from kind of the weekly nights we've been doing now and leading up to our launch on Saturday it's a you know it's been great you know it's just uh, the energy of all the members and the interest in all the members and kind of
3: that's what I found surprising definitely I kind of expected there were so many people involved I thought people had just kind of put their name on it and you know not really contribute or not show up to the gigs or whatever it hasn't been the case like everyone has just been like Full on, you know, everyone, everyone wants f- to make it feeding work.
1: off of the energy. Yeah, yeah, right.
3: big time.
0: Is that because they feel like um, it's at a low ebb at the moment or something? That, you know, that they like, like I know on Facebook, Justin, I've seen you kind of talking about maybe how stale stuff is a little bit at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, is everybody just ready for, for something new?
3: I think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it just. Uh, I think the one you're talking about. I was kind of complaining about all these nights that were kind of the same, like this soul, funk, disco, house, and in, in general, it's quite an accessible sound. But I was thinking about it after. I was like, this is like the musical equivalent to First World Problems or something. You <laughs> know what I mean? It's like you have these vinyl nights with disco and and you know, just it's great music, you know, and. But that being said, a lot of the frustration, too, came out of me having to do these gigs week after week, playing to people who don't care, and not being able to do the hip-hop gigs. Like, I'd have to go to Limerick or somewhere to play hip-hop, and there's, like, reaction, and people are into it. and I'm having fun, and I'm cutting, and then I come down here and play one of these nights, and it's just, like, to ten people on dates, ignoring me. <laughs> 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 this sucks. Man. But, um... Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's kind of where that frustration came from. But I I do think there needs to be more kind of variety within the scene and more, um more like, dirty music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you Need to get a bit weird, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Some. some I, w-
0: I would have thought that like there is quite a variety in around the place, no? Um. Well, yeah. It. it uh, I think. I mean, you. I guess you, you guys see it more though, because you're like at the coal face.
3: There, there definitely is, but I think a lot of the more left field music, you pretty much have to do that in a club rather than a bar, and I think that's a problem, especially for new DJs, because either you can bring you know 200 people to fill a club, or you don't get a gig, and there's no kind of in between spot. You know, it's. And I don't know. I don't Cayman <laughs> is Cayman is out. <laughs> Thanks, Face. I'll talk to you soon. Um Yeah, I'd like to see some more weird offensive music in bars Um,
0: sorry. Uh so like I wanted to ask you about um thing which seems like it's quite a big deal at the moment just uh recently, like there was a report saying that uh um, half of UK nightclubs have closed down since 2005 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that news came out and it coincided with the Twisted Pepper closing down up in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. So like, have you seen a change in kind of clubbing in like what people want
1: in recent um, years? I the I era think of the
3: late bar, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I was
1: about to say, that's it in Cork, especially I know where the late bar has taken over and I know from chatting to some promoters up in Dublin and stuff, they're saying the same thing is kind of happening up there at the moment. Where a lot of the the places people are going late night and things are basically late bars as opposed to clubs, you know, Um and it's become a very it can be yeah I suppose a bit middle of the road. I mean the the late bars and stuff. While I I love them, like I go to them the whole time myself. Um, the they can be very middle of the road as far as music goes and things to to appeal to the whole crowd.
3: Yeah, and they don't encourage dancing as much as the
1: nightclub would. Um. Yeah. Yeah. um yeah it's been a weird one i think the clubbing scene in cork has definitely changed over the years i mean when i was first coming up in the cork hip-hop scene there was things like uh stevie g and colm k had jam there was a right. technique and jeremy murphy had a gig in reds on a reds. tuesday night which was busy which was yeah. busy yeah mm-hmm. that was it and before that we'd have uh, tuesdays up in the agora which mm-hmm. is where the white rabbit is now and that was uh a pub hip-hop gig that was going on every single tuesday and would be rammed every single tuesday i've never heard of that place before agora yeah Yeah, yeah, real good like that that like mid mid noughties that would have been 2000 about like 11 years ago or something 12 years ago yeah 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 12 12 years ago i suppose Yeah, i would have been 18 at the time so yeah Mm. um but that was just within the hip-hop scene then outside of that you would well the lads that are still doing things now the likes of John Hennessy, Paul Crosnan, and all them were running a lot of gigs out of Fast Eddies. Yeah. Um, Kenny Hanlon was living down here. Him and Jim from Plugged were doing a lot of things together. And there was a very wide spectrum of stuff that everyone to be floating to all of these different gigs the whole time, and plenty of other promoters besides that I haven't mentioned there. Because mm. um, I think maybe these days it's gotten that little bit more narrow view on it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think so.
1: Yeah,
3: it's just... DJs trying to keep their gigs, really. like I do it as well, you know? Like, if I play hip-hop, I have to play, like, hip-hop that middle-aged people like. So that's, Gold like, mirror. you know... Called Quest, De La Soul, you know? Nice, funky grooves, you know? I'm not playing, I don't know, J-Rock or whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It is what it is.
1: I think it always kind of go in cycles anyway. You know, people will be into it for a couple of years and go to them and go to club nights and stuff. And then after a few years of it, they might get a little bit played out just because it's what they do the whole time. They'll go to the, yep. the late bar scene and do that for a while. And then that's really fresh and that's cool for a while. And then you're going to get bored of that and you want some more live acts and club nights and things. And yeah. I don't know, it seems in Cork that it's been every five years or so that kind of what the demand is there for seems to change a little bit. Yeah
0: it's funny like just how just how it does go in cycles mm. like you know you hear people saying oh, i'm tired of uh of the triscoll now you know it's kind of been there for a while yeah and it's yeah and kind of like triscoll is still doing great things i think yeah. it's just you need a change of scenery absolutely mm. yeah
3: i well, think that kind of happened with the pav as well hundred I mean, I mean,
0: percent. yeah yeah. But it, it was
3: the spot to see music for a long time and people just want to go somewhere different it's not anything the Pav was doing wrong or anything not you know,
1: at all it just yeah. maybe got a little played out same as back in the day it happened to Sir Henry's and stuff Do you know it's yeah. I'm sure in another 10-15 years we'll be lamenting the loss of another uh, musical hub of Cork Yeah, no question
0: <laughs> did you guys
1: uh, are you old enough
0: to remember Sir Henry's or to yeah. be
1: going to Sir Henry's I got yeah. in there once or twice underage yeah. no I would have gone
3: there in. pretty much every week for the last two, three years that it was open. Yeah, that's so when well, it kind of sounds cut. like
0: it was it was on the way down. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's funny. Like, <laughs> I, I had some amazing nights in there over those three years. Um, so, it, like, I would have caught definitely the last year, year and a half of Greg and Shane. And, you know, I had some amazing nights in there. And there were some rubbish nights as well. There yeah. was, like, 30 people. And that, you know, that's what happens, I suppose. But, uh. Yeah, and when Greg and Shane left, the place died a death for a small while, uh, which I thought was kind of unfair on the DJs who came in afterwards, cause we were still going, and they were still playing great music. But, yeah. So, it, it, even over, like, I don't know, maybe a year or whatever that they were playing after Stevie, Greg, and Shane mm-hmm. left, it it started to build up again. They had a live drummer in there with Ronan C. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was started to be a bit of a vibe about it again, um yeah and then they knocked it <laughs> oh,
0: really I've, I've never really heard about like there being a vibe there in like 2002 3 it always sounds like you know it's not as good as the old days
3: well yeah i mean i'm sure it wasn't as good as the old days you know or whatever if you're talking about like 95 96 i wasn't there so i don't know but for me like a you know 19 year old 20 year old I had a buzz there yeah, yeah. I had fun. there
1: was a lot yeah. going on then like you know you'd like places nice, like yeah. lebowskis and things as well and lebowskis yeah yeah there's a lot of really good spots doing solid music the whole time i think that's kind of starting to maybe see its next era now there's a lot more places kind of open to it mm. especially like for us working with a uh, urban jungle recently i mean their music policy is do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's good uh, which is really really refreshing they're just they're open to allowing people yeah. to kind of to do good things in there
3: they need to get set up for bands. Like, I'd like to see that. I think um, they're working on that, alright. They are, yeah. But at the moment, like, they don't have a mixing desk or anything. So, it's unless bands want to play it through amps, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, that'll um, be um, good. I'm
0: looking
1: forward to seeing some live bands in there. Big time, yeah.
0: Yeah, what, what's it like in there? I haven't been in there. It's it's opened up in the in the Marduk
1: complex. The yeah.
3: It's a big space. Like, I mean, they well, they had 400 in there for J Rock and or not J Rock, uh, yeah, for Sunday Times time, with so, J Rock, yeah. In there. yeah.
1: Um, yeah like they could easily fit in more than the the 400 capacity tickets that they saw but it was like it was a nice gig it was comfortable you know yeah which was kind of refreshing as well to not be sardine canned into a venue to get the most (laughs) out of it
3: remember when we went in and looked at it it was just immediately not too big forget it (laughs) but uh you know when they put a bunch of furniture in you can kind of pull curtains and make the space look a little smaller we make it work like yeah I mean, not to, to a solid a, venue it like. is a big space
0: yeah yeah so like you you've had a couple of um cutting heads collective nights there already like how have you found the reaction to them pleasantly surprised or kind of what you had expected in the early no stages?
3: definitely surprised yeah like, pleasantly surprised 100%. we've been doing every thursday now and that's kind of our main gig or whatever you know we'll run other nights outside of that but um the Thursday nights are kind of the regular thing. And, yeah, just by the turnout of people, definitely surprised. It's weird. You get a lot of different people coming in, and some see a hip-hop night, and they come in expecting to hear Dr. Dre and Ludacris or whatever. And they they come in, and they going okay, this isn't for me, and they leave. And the other half, like, love it and stay, and <laughs> yeah. they're going to come back every... Like last last week, we had these two French guys who were just up the front of the decks. Like this is unbelievable, guys! Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like,
1: yeah here every week, man. Come back. I think that's been the most reassuring thing for me is uh, is the amount of people that are coming that we didn't have any direct contact with beforehand. I mean, you know yourself at the start of kind of a regular gig, it very much relies on friends and word of mouth, and kind of you know you man. see a lot of the same people, but. Like every week so far I've been trying to make an effort to chat to people that I don't recognise in there and a lot of them are people from Cork who have moved to Cork and like they love it, they love what's going on in there. Yeah. Um and it's been yeah, it's been really refreshing meeting new faces that are into it. I mean, we've always kind of known that they're out there, but we just haven't had a regular home where it's on week in, week out, so that when people chat to each other and if they're just moving to the Cork or whatever and kind of go, you know, where do I go for hip hop? It's now an easy thing for people to say, yeah, just head to Urban Jungle on a Thursday, you'll get sorted. like Because yeah. I've met a lot of people over the years asking those kind of questions and I'd be like, well, uh, Justin's playing down in the town this Saturday and then the week after he's over in this place <laughs> and, you know, doing this yeah. kind of a thing and it can be hard for, especially as Cork's becoming so much more multinational and, you know, with Apple and Amazon and stuff expanding, we get a lot of, a lot, a lot of, french and germans especially and spanish people that are mad into it but just don't have don't have the contact base for something that's maybe that little bit underground yeah. that's
0: interesting i've never thought about that that like the audience is kind of growing and it is out there but they're not 100 percent sure where to go
1: yeah and in yeah. can be like clicky's the wrong word it's not in a snobby way but i mean the little everyone insular. in the music scene knows each other you yeah. mean, whatever genre everybody we all know each other so when you're advertising and pushing on facebook and things it's the same people seeing it the whole time right, so seeing yeah. Yeah. fresh faces coming through and coming up and asking about it and wondering about it is it's really reassuring that there is a demand there we just need to reach these people that kind of haven't cracked the cracked the code for getting in where all the different gigs are and things yeah. and
3: that's kind of why we thought it was important to do it weekly as well because it's really easy for people to kind of remember like i'd, I'd get people asking me a gigs, oh, when are you playing hip-hop next? Like the 21st of August. And, the, you know, people just forget immediately. Yeah. They stop caring. Whereas if you can say, oh, I'm here every week, that kind of sticks in people's heads. You're like, okay, every Thursday I can go do that. Um, You know, normally I would have said a weekly hip-hop night, you're a bit mad, like, you know. Just, yeah, It's I think it would be hard to keep up that buzz. But I think with so many people in the collective and mm. different DJs each week. And yeah. we plan on running like uh doing different things. We are gonna have workshops earlier on uh, be it scratch workshops, production workshops, we're gonna show films, documentaries, like I don't know, Style Wars or um Yeah, the maybe the Nas or documentary or whatever, you know, it just little things to make each week different. We might have a week that's, uh, like based around just break dancing. So we'll play music catered to the break dancers and have that be like the focus of the night might have like MC nights or, or yeah, probably the, open mic things.
1: Endless. like. Yeah. So Actually, do you know, what I met, um, two weeks ago. And then the last week as well, I met uh, an old school B boy from thoroughness inside the, uh, an old school break dancer. So I just uh, do the own shout outs to him. Um, and that was one of the, the, the moments where I went, All right, this is this is working like cause, I mean m- my background is as a b boy and stuff and I'd often met like guys from Cork Limerick Belfast Dublin that were kind of around in the eighties and back in the the major boom within hip hop in Ireland which kind of died off then and there's only a handful that are still active from that era and so to meet this dude from Thurles who's mad into it he's living down here now and just chatting to him and sharing stories and hearing about the way it was back then I think is a very Important part for hip hop. It's very much a community that cultivates mm. itself. And while when I was young, I got kind of dragged up by the neck by the likes of Stevie G, Jeremy Murphy, and Technique, and mm. a few others. I think a big thing for our collective is trying to pass that on again. I mean, there's there's some younger members in it, like Hayman who who's here now. He's just started scratching a few months back, and he's ripping already. And I'm sure being a part of the it. collective and friends with everyone will help them grow from leaps and bounds and. Yeah. I think like that's Chris I know, Power, too. Yeah, Chris. Mm-hmm. Big shouts to Chris. Um, mm. And I think that would be a good thing for the Thursday. And as a regular thing, it allows us all to get together and to chat and to exchange stories and ideas and to kind of really yeah. grow the community from a grassroots level again. really
3: right. has been like a community kind of aspect to it that's been missing from hip-hop in general, I think in Cork. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I mean, yeah, you see the same people coming back and everyone's kind of friendly. And Ross, like, making the effort to go talk to people that he hadn't seen before. I think it's a very welcoming vibe for people, which you might expect from a hip-hop night. but we're nice. nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I guess it's such a simple thing, just going up to people you don't know and just chatting to them. Or something. It's just, it's such a simple thing which can just make someone feel welcome. Yeah. Like you think, like just in terms of thinking of like walking into a gig by a new Irish band in Cypress Avenue mm-hmm. or something. Like everyone is kind of standoffish. Everyone is like on their phone.
1: And yeah, I think it's a very important thing for anything just to chat with people. I mean, we've all been there, and I've I've kind of moved around a bit and living over in different cities and stuff. And it's the hardest thing is is making the inroads to get to know the kind of local people from whatever your scene is. Mm. Um, and it's happened in a few cities that I've been to where the scene itself is extremely opening, inviting. People are giving you advice on everything from where to go for the music side of it to how to get a job or how to get an apartment <laughs> and stuff. It's, you know, it's it, the community is the, the only word you can have for it. So I think for us to try and push this without also reaching out on that level, it won't work, but I think it's already working that way, and I've seen yeah. the the repeat heads that are coming back, and people are going, No, like this is this is what we do on a Thursday." Now this is this is yeah. this is it. Like, mm. and it's great to see people outside of our collective taking a bit of ownership of the night that way themselves as well, because that's what this is all about. It's a very open and public thing, and that's what you know. The collective is so big is because it's. It's not about any one individual DJ or yeah. promoter, and then it's about the the music and the atmosphere in general. It's very inclusive, you know. if yeah. You have something
3: to uh, offer, energy or ideas or whatever, you know. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Uh, what other cities have you lived in, which have had that kind of community?
1: Um, when I first I was living in Berlin for a while. When I first got over there i found it real hard at the start i was looking for different uh training spots for b-boying and things and it was kind of pre-facebook era where now everything's at the fingertips um and so for my first two or three months there i was kind of i was going around and going to different training spots and like i found this one place uh that was about a half hour train ride from my from where i was living and it was the training spot was run by this real old school uh berlin crew and they're like worldwide recognized beat town all-stars and um, as soon as I went in there one of the guys just came straight up to me and like just started chatting to me and it was like you know there's like 40 50 people there and these are guys that are training at a, a elite level um, but they still would take the time out to sit down and have a chat and kind of mm-hmm. get to know everyone that was coming to their local training spot and um, seeing that was a really it was a really nice moment of kind of finally finding your feet in a place and then through them hearing about different gigs that were on and stuff because you know over there there was so much going on the whole time um but like previous to that i'd been living down near enough to frankfurt and i could never really get my foot in the door with the scene down there it was a bit more shut off there and i don't know whether that's anything to do with just the general vibe of those two cities and things but um yeah i think like berlin was definitely was a really really inclusive place and like the irish scene in general has always been that way to us i think like when you go up Mm. to Galway or Dublin or Limerick all the homes yeah. up in Belfast everybody's very much open arms welcoming you in and it's family. A, it's yeah 100% right yeah
0: Ber- Berlin is just like this magical city though it's not it's oh, just it's, like it's amazing
1: man it's absolutely amazing um, I try and get back every year if I can it's yeah it's like a second home it's just so Still much fun to be there. there yeah and like the
0: clubbing over there um, just sounds like it's like like just another culture like i mean uh like all-nighters you know 6
1: a.m and yeah that's it. like you have it's when, completely opposite to what it is 100 when you go places like the burghain and stuff i mean you got the main acts coming on at 8 a.m in the morning it's a completely it's different not, alien not, d- I relationship it. It. i don't want to be in a club at 8 a.m
0: <laughs> how do you pace yourself to be in the club at 8 a.m
1: i think the people over there have a <laughs> a, a, a different way of uh figuring that kind of thing out <laughs> <laughs> different drinking habits to the Irish. <laughs> but that's a big one man the drinking culture is so different over there but um yeah like the music scene there was just phenomenal there was stuff on the whole time like it was uh it was a great city to be in for a while and i definitely took inspiration from it when i was coming back over this way
0: right yeah um just talking about like the drinking culture it sounds like Cork this summer has kind of had a little bit of a change. It's like uh, they've kind of staggered the, the closing hours. So, like, some pubs right. and clubs are staying open until 3 a.m. now. Like, have you noticed yeah. the difference? Are they um, staying open later than 3 a.m.?
3: Uh, I think the official thing is they're meant to serve till half to close by 3, where it was a half hour earlier before. Um,
1: is that everywhere, yeah? I, I know, you like, a like, Brick license, Lane yeah. and stuff have that. Is late license still If, too, if right? you
3: have a late license, you get the extra half hour. Awesome. It's just bringing it up to par with the rest of the country. Yeah. Like it's it,
0: right. it's still not yeah. as good as Dublin, like Dublin. No, Dublin. Yeah, you, you can, can go get until like four, half four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's slowly everyone is realizing, hey, maybe, maybe we should go a little bit later instead of having yeah. everybody outside McDonald's at two a.m. A melting pot.
1: Big time.
3: Yeah, maybe the Irish can handle that and not fucking well.
1: I think the demon for the Irish has always been the. If you look at your watch and it's half one and everybody kinda goes, "Oh, oh, it's half one time to go to the bar and get yeah. as many in, and don't get me wrong, I'm <laughs> as guilty as the next person of that. Like But again, like on the Germany note, when we moved over there, um I was there studying down near Frankfurt for the first few months. So I was there with a couple of people from college and when we'd be drinking with the the, the locals from our university and even though we were somewhere where you could drink all night, we still had that innate homing beacon of it's half one, it's time to to get them in yeah. kind of thing. And it took us like a <laughs> night or two to kinda of realise, oh lads, you know, we can we can space this out. We can chill out. This is this is pretty cool. Like we can last the whole bloody night now. It's uh maybe get a
3: pint of water this time it, around. Yeah, no exactly.
1: Like it's it was it was an odd culture to adapt to, but it was definitely a better way of partying. Like you know I have much, much better nights being able to be a responsible adult and take when and when you don't drink into your own hands like in ireland it's very much been a nanny kind of a nanny state issue on it yeah, yeah which people often rebel against true yeah yeah
0: like even even the off license closes closing at 10, 8, 10
1: p.m at 10 eight man, what's up with yeah. that like yeah. that was it, it anywhere else in the world so you walk down the street me, get a street right. beer from the local shop get to where you're going it's not a big deal Whereas over here it's it's the worst possible offense you could do in the world to be walking down the street with a beer
3: or how nice would it be if you come out of the club and you're like, Oh, there's a session on. All right, let me grab a couple of cans rather than, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Like you're, you're in like when I go to England and like coming, coming back to the hostel or wherever I'm staying, it's kind of like you go into a shop just to get like a bottle of water and you're like, you can have all the wine at your disposal. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What yeah. do I do? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's Put the a bad water thing back. for an Irish person. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's these little things that just need to change, and everything seems like it'd be so much more um, positive rather than kind
1: of um, kind of fighty. Yeah, you know? hundred yeah. percent. I mean, the, the empirical evidence is out there when you look at pretty much any other nation, and they don't have a reputation for drinking like we have, and yet they can drink later and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's I don't know, it's stupid. I've given up s- stressing over it. It's it is what it is but hopefully it'll change because I think especially for clubbing and stuff when we're talking about the death of clubbing I mean that's a big part of it if you had yeah. places mm. in Cork that you could go to until 4am as a club but maybe people would hit the late bar until half 12 1 o'clock before getting to club I think that would help out that side of it a lot mm.
0: Mm. Um, just in terms of uh, Cork lately did you ha- what did you get up to for the jazz weekend last week
3: um yeah, I had a lot of gigs. Um, I don't know, it's just like Porterhouse, Urban Jungle. Um played the Vickers Town on Sundays. Uh, that was kind of my weekend. I would have preferred to be going to gigs, I suppose. But uh Yeah, it kinda of
1: floated around a bit.
3: Caught some of Black Alicious in the PAV on Saturday. Um, yeah, that was a good gig. Sunday Times. I didn't catch J Rock. I had to leave before he came on, but that was good too. So. Yeah,
1: I got yeah. a bit of Black Alicious, J Rock, uh, Jeremy Murphy over and gulped. Karen Underwood, so yeah, over in the sexton. Good. Jeremy was good, Jeremy man. He was killing, killing it. it. Yeah, yeah, standard. Like, Yeah, um, I just going kind to of float around this year. I didn't book too many gigs and stuff. I'd normally be hopping around and trying to get in every single gig that I can. Um, shouts to Blue Note Jazz up in the you as well. Those boys killed it. They always yeah, hold it down. Yeah. I caught a whole, like, 30 seconds of that. that was- yeah, you just missed Han <laughs> Solo and all, man. He just murdered it before you walked in. <laughs>
0: With uh good crowds, I didn't yeah. really manage to make it to anything over the weekend. I was away. It was a mm-hmm. solid
1: buzz around town. Yeah. It was yeah, really, really good atmosphere around the place.
0: Cool. Um, it's it's nice that you kind of hold like these guys, like Dermie Murphy, in the same uh, category as Black Blackalicious and J Rock. You know that you're not like like these are the headliner guys. These are you know the next here. I mean, this is something that you hear a lot about, say, the Twisted Pepper crowd you know like they always had these international djs coming in every week and then it was just uh sport act just went to someone you know like a a local dj and it's just kind of uh, just time to fill yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah. like the guy you want to be over so that the main act can come on that was like i left
1: j-rock early to go see jeremy murphy man i was like i was like okay i've seen enough of j-rock now i've seen him a few times he's good i was like but Time to get me some South American music. Time to see what Jeremy's <laughs> yeah. playing this week. Like,
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because, like, why why don't the Irish guys kind of be the main drawing, like, what was the Twisted yeah. Pepper and stuff? I mean, why not? Is it just because the people won't come? I mean, the people would go to Twisted Pepper
1: regardless of what was on, no?
3: You would think so, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I,
1: don't, I used to, to say, go there though. for gigs every yeah. year, right? but I don't know about how it was in the end and things. I don't know. I think they're gone on to do a new project themselves. I think they're opening the the Body Tonic guys. I think so. I might be wrong on that, but I think they're uh, when they announced that it was closing that they said they were going to be working on a new project.
0: Yeah, I I don't like. I don't think it's opening up as a club again. Twisted Pepper. Yeah, but but the Body Tonic guys do have another two bars, I think, at the moment, including yeah, including what kind of sounds like um, uh, the morning uh what's it called the sun rising suns uh kind of a sports slash yeah 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 personally i'm not really too sure how those two things work you know if i if i want to go to a a craft beer place i'll go to um uh the franciscan well if i want to go to a sports bar i'll go to the wool shed rather than kind of mixing them i don't know if i don't know if that Mm -hmm. works i don't know man i'd watch football and drink craft beer (laughs) sounds good to me (laughs) (laughs) but uh they're different vibes aren't they I don't, don't know. think I, they have I, I to like be. my football. I like my craft yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. As no, if they
1: could throw in a bit of hip-hop in there, I'd be a happy man. <laughs> 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 um,
0: if you guys want to talk about the official launch on Saturday night, you've got two heavyweights coming down to play My Name is John and Naive Ted. Naive
3: Ted, understatement, yeah. Those, um, so uh, it's going to be kind of a collaborative DJ set between the two boys, which is a new thing. I think it, like a dj set for naive ted is kind of a new thing. Yeah, in it's a, general, a, the so.
1: alter ego doing what the other alter ego does it's Yeah, like the, the, the dj sets a are Twin usually peaks-y.
3: deviance thing basically. Um so yeah, the two of them are going to absolutely wreck the place. I for people who haven't kind of seen the lads before, I suppose they're they're just as entertaining to watch as they are to listen to. They're um yeah, it's it's almost theater. Like, you know, the costumes and like I was saying it earlier, like Andy literally becomes a different person when he puts that mask on. It's a
1: whole different character that he's made. Oh, that's and, amazing. And so, I mean, on that note yeah. that you're speaking on earlier of holding Irish acts in the same regard as international, I mean, yeah. I honestly can't think of any act I've seen, Irish or otherwise, in the last year that did as good a gig as... A, has knives Ted's done over the last while? Yeah, every set that I've seen of him in the last year has just blown me away. I
3: said that before as well. The two boys—they're yeah, probably my favorite DJs in the world. There aren't yeah. a whole lot of international acts that I'd rather see than them, despite the fact that I've seen them both, you know, countless times or whatever. But um, yeah, yes, seeing the two of
1: them doing something together is just going to be yeah. special, like. Of, like We've been involved with them over the years for a long time. I mean, mm. going all the way back to uh, the GC Underground days and stuff and all kind of cutting our teeth at the same time with everything. But mm. And they've obviously, over the last couple of years, worked on a lot of projects together where one or the other is producing for one or the other's other projects. Um but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing them bowl on the stage at the same time doing their thing. It's it's going to be special.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw Naive Ted at the weekend. He was supporting Give Man a Kick in the yeah, yeah, And yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was
1: talking to a couple of people afterwards who
0: were just, uh, like, they hadn't seen him live before. And it's just, you know, like, he's completely different as well yeah. to uh, Give Man a Kick. And it's just like... Complete, like he just had everybody going by the end. Yeah, it's hard not to look, and it's impossible to look away as well. He had the two decks going at the same time, just scratching away, and it was just like this is amazing.
3: Samplers and just the whole theater of it all. Him acting the agent out there, basically, it's so good.
0: I don't think that I've seen my name is John DJing in a long time. He's been playing a lot with the Russingano guys and
1: recording albums and stuff. Mm. So what's he like DJing?
3: He's still a beast.
1: Yeah, like one of the as f- musically he's one of my favorite DJs around. He mm. always plays some good stuff. Yeah, the, the best I think like um what's his name?
3: Gaslamp Killer came played Dublin recently with the Punk. But yeah, Mark Murphy was telling me he was like as soon as he got there, he was like,
1: Where's John? What's up with John? It's like you know. <laughs> Gaslam killer shouted out yeah, John a few times. Yeah. He's called him one of his favourite DJs around, like, and that's, yeah. that's serious props coming from him, like.
3: They have quite similar styles as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um
0: like John plays a lot at the Scratch Games in Galway, which is something I wanted to talk to you about because I was explaining um Cutting Ed's collective to one of my friends who lives up in Galway and she was saying it sounds a lot like Scratch Games. Is that like fair assessment or um,
3: yeah. Um, I mean, is, would
1: that be one of your influences as well?
3: Without a doubt. Without a shadow. Yeah.
1: They've always influenced everything I've done personally. Yeah. Like
3: Totally. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose with the collective thing, there's so many of us involved that this isn't a money thing for any of us. And the community scratch games is very much that way as well. Yeah. Like, um, like even with, like with their battle there's not like a cash prize or whatever uh, they play. There's an
1: equivalent. There's a bag of meat up for grabs <laughs> at the Scratch Games.
3: Yeah, there's a bag of meat, and the winner has to cook that <laughs> meat for the other people in the battle. It just...
1: That's real hip-hop right there. That's that I, modesty side of things. You get
3: like, like some of... The best scratch DJs in the world literally traveling from around Europe to come and battle in this thing for a bag
1: of meat, you know, and they're probably used to battling for, I don't know, a grand or whatever. Yeah, so when you had like the likes of John first and stuff battling in it, yeah, like, that. and getting what did he get knocked out in like the second round or something?
3: Um, he got further than that, did yeah, he? but um, yeah, there was a good four or five
1: all Irish dudes ahead of yeah, him, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's brilliant to see, um, like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's
1: just so much fun at that, you I mean, a lot of people think hip-hop battles whether it's MCing or breaking or djing or whatever and it's it can be seen as this almost hollywoodized thing at the moment mm. um but when you go somewhere like the scratch games it's just again it's that community vibe it's yeah the same faces year in year out and as was as saying like the people that travel from all over the world for it, um it's yeah it's a really really special occasion yeah
0: so like is that something that you, you're thinking of down the roads like a kind of a cork equivalent of that or is that like just in the future, we'll come to that when we need to come I, to
1: that? I don't think we'd ever try and do what they're doing there. I mean, that's oh, their buzz, but no, yeah. like they'll definitely all the lads from it will be involved with cutting heads at different stages, obviously yep. with uh, Naive Ted playing now as one of the original OGs. we got Danny Deepo who used to be a tweak, and another original member of Vince McMahon, um, mm-hmm. Who are the guys who got the, the scratch games together and stuff? So he's going to be playing with us in Brew soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll we won't be doing what they do, but there there definitely be crossovers and similarities. There always has been with
3: everything we do, yeah. be it lifestyles or as you're saying stuff before that with GC Underground and everything. There's a, it's just like always kind of this collaboration between cities and nights and. Um, you Coast know, like they have ground. us up there to do the scratch games. I played scratch games this year. I usually judge it too, which is a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah, like everyone who's qualified to judge that thing is in the battle, so it's yeah, nuts. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I
0: really have to get up there sometime. It's,
3: it's, the it's the best weekend play. in the country. But
0: yeah, have a shout yeah. of a doubt. And it's so, uh, it's kind of so simple as all, isn't it? It's just like. This is what happens, and it happens in in the beer house, isn't it? In
1: the I beer yeah, house,
3: yeah, yeah. it's all free. Um, do you know this year is the 10 year anniversary or whatever? Mm. And I was like, lads, what are you going to do? Because every year it's like packed out, you can't get in there. I was like, 10 year anniversary, everyone's going to show up for this. Like. Yeah, it's going to be but insane. I don't know, it'd be weird to have it anywhere else. You like, couldn't. That's, you couldn't you know? Sure, yeah I mean, maybe they'll do a club night after or something, because they they usually close by about one o'clock, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh,
1: but it's that's my uh my Easter um my pilgrimage. Easter, what's the word for <laughs> a pilgrimage? That's the one. <laughs> my Easter pilgrimage every year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So, knife Ted, my name is John in Urban Jungle on Saturday Halloween. Yes. Halloween, Halloween night, night. Five euro in yep
1: yeah five bones bargain
0: uh anything else you guys want to shout out
3: uh we have uh, so every Friday in November we have some gigs that are basically based around rappers more than DJs which the urban jungle the Thursdays and the launch is more based around DJs so like just all right so Friday the first Friday in November, which is the sixth we have same difference clerk five and the good vibe society second friday on the 13th we have costello from dublin rebel phoenix also from dublin psychedelic young local lad uh friday the 20th of november we have danny depo we talked about a while ago community Scratchhead, young phantom and i believe there's a french rapper mm, getting in looking forward to seeing moment. him yeah and the last friday of the month then is son's phonetic um East of a group from Waterford, we were describing. Dons like of the, Irish hip hop at the moment. Yeah, like they're um, kind of like the Wu Tang of Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one Brozzi came up with a while ago, and I thought it was perfect for what they do. So, yeah, that'll be November. I think November is them gonna and
1: uh, Madematic's on that night as well, right?
3: mathematics yes. Sorry, Madematic would kill me.
1: I that's all alone. in Urban Jungle.
3: Urban no, that's all in the brew. Oh, so okay. we'll brew be doing our regular stream. Thursdays in urban jungle and doing these on the friday so i think it it like it could be a tough month for us just trying to run two gigs a week it's a lot to ask from people to go out on a thursday and a friday and see hip-hop but i'm hoping yeah. maybe the rap gigs uh attracts slightly different crowd or you know
1: who knows i think there's definitely room for both of them it's going to be a good uh yeah good test month to see what kind of atmosphere is like in cork and what the actual demand for yeah. what we're doing yeah. is like you know if there's there's numbers of all these gigs then we'll know we're on something right and we can look yeah. at a bigger and better bookings as we go definitely yeah This could ch- this
0: could change a lot like i mean other pubs and clubs could be looking at this and being like wow it's working people yeah. actually want something a lot different than what we thought. 100
1: i mean like fair play to urban jungle and what they're doing like when when they took on the the sunday times and j-rock for the jazz festival i mean that was a a, a massive thing for them and they handle like absolute bosses like it was brilliant inside there yeah. like that was very much their statement to Cork of we're here and we're ready to to do stuff and do things that maybe other venues aren't willing or not able to do mm-hmm. um, and hopefully that's the kind of same statement that we're making now and hopefully with that going well for them the way that the Sunday Times did and if, if these go well for us then other venues will start realising that maybe we can do things that are a bit left of centre and I'm not even just talking hip hop I mean for any genre that's maybe they wouldn't be as open to it at the moment that they they might look at it and kind of go do you know what there's there's demand for new and different things mm.
0: cool um well i can't wait until saturday i think it's gonna be class uh naive ted and um, my name is john can we yeah. see that so uh, Ross and Justin thanks a lot and best of luck with Cutting Heads Collective cheers man nice to have a pleasure yeah. and everything else So uh, big yeah. up
3: yourself and the podcast I listen to it all the time yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's always it's very stuff. Uh, cool. informative so. ah, yeah. cool
0: thanks yeah thanks. well this was the point of everything and yeah thanks a lot for listening guys just spill
3: water on your floor bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what a way to end yeah i <laughs> like <laughs>